Good morning! Sino ang masaya at narito kayo ngayon sa pamamahay ng Panginoon? Everyone happy to be here in the house of the Lord? Yes? God is so awesome. And so if you remember, if you missed, just in case you missed last Sunday, we talked about the gift of a clean slate. Just in case you missed that, we spoke on 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, when the Lord would say, the old is gone and the new has come. That was last Sunday's message. I'd just like to bring you all to the same page as we proceed in this one-month sermon series that we have begun last week. And last week we said one of the beautiful gifts of a clean slate is that we are now unbound by our past errors. It is never... It's always a conceivable thing. It is part of human reality that our past can be littered with so much mistakes. It can be uh, punctuated by many mountaintop experiences, but it can also be marred by so many errors. And so many people could not move on into the new year and into this new decade because for many people, the past hounds them. So last week, the anointing of the Lord was very much thick in this place giving people that gift of a clean slate. We are no longer bound by our past errors in the name of Jesus Christ. Everyone who agrees will say amen. amen. The old has gone. But also the Lord reminded us through the counsel of His Word last Sunday that not only are we unbound by the past, but also that we are free to choose the right today because the new has come. We are now new creations the Lord has reset the button, and that's what we said last Sunday is the magic, the, the grace of New Year celebrations is that there is this uh, imaginary re reboot button that no matter how uncanny, no matter how uneventful 2019 or the 2010s might have been, we can believe once again that we can choose the right by His grace. We can pursue aspirations. We can pursue the dreams that will lead us into a life that is so much glorifying unto the Lord. And because of that, we said in our last point last Sunday that every purpose, every step that we take from this moment on is purpose punctuated. The Word of God last Sunday says, we are now ambassadors of the Lord. We are now ministers of reconciliation. Look at that. From a past that might have been littered with so much heartaches and frustrations, given the freedom to choose the right in the present, we can now look forward, we can now look ahead to days that are coming with purpose-punctuated steps. We are not just occupying time and space in this planet. We are fulfilling the greatest purposes of the Lord. And that's why we reminded ourselves, and I will remind you Sunday after Sunday, that the greatest purpose that we have, why we have been given this grace of a brand new beginning, is so that we can share Jesus and make disciples. In Jesus' name, amen? amen. But today, the Lord has a word for us. And um, this is something that the Lord spoke to me clearly about three days ago as Sister Rose Anog led us into a devotion in our class, right there in our orality class. And he, she led us into what we call Lectio Divina. Lectio Divina is when you just 
quietly read into the scriptures. And so, as you were coming in, you must have been handed this piece of paper. Can you take it out, please? If you don't have, please raise your hand real high. We don't want you to miss on this. Ushers, please be attentive. Right now, there are people raising their hands. They don't have this piece of paper. Mark chapter 10. We have, I have printed out here, this is font 18. Para lang po sa mga, sa mga visually challenged, mababasa nyo pa rin po kahit wala kayong mga salamin. And um, as we did in our class, we read a few verses. Let's just take a few seconds right now to have lecture divina, meaning we just, just read through these words quietly. Is that okay? I'll give you a few seconds to read through Mark 10, 46 to 52 in your own quiet time. The word of the Lord. It's good that even in a congregation like this, even as we congregate as a people like this, that we go back to the good old discipline of just quieting yourself down and having that undisturbed time, a focused moment of just reading the word. Now, Sister Rose Arnold taught us another way of reading the word. And that's part of our seminar. We call it the participative way of reading the word. We're going to read this together, but we're going to be part of the story. Is that okay? Am I talking to somebody here or ako lang nagsasilita rito? I just said participative. Okay, are we, are we on? Yes? So, I will be the narrator. I will be the narrator. And there are certain parts there that I have asked some people to enact, to uh, animate. So I have assigned somebody to be Bartimaeus. So if you hear somebody here, I will not disclose the person first. If you hear somebody shouting out these very words in his very own dialect, in his very own language, don't be uh, shocked because that's part of our word time. I have assigned somebody to be Jesus, to speak the words, the lines of Jesus in this part. For the rest of you, you are the crowd. Okay? We are part of the crowd. Okay? So when there is a part here that says, uh, many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, I will, I will narrate that. You will do your share, okay? You turn to that place where Bartimaeus is in the sanctuary and you try to quiet that man down using your own language. Bawal lang magmura na sa simbahan tayo mga kaibigan, okay? But try to be as expressive as you can, to be as emotion-driven as you can, to quiet down the Bartimaeus. Is that okay? So I want everybody's participation in this. Are we ready? So let, I will start the reading of the word. So be ready with your part, okay? Verse 46. Then they came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, that is the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. Verse 47. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus! Anak ni David! Maawa ka sa akin! Quiet! Mahindi ka na! 
And Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they called the blind man. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. And the blind man said, Go, said Jesus. Your faith has healed you. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. The reading of the word. Put this sheet near to your heart and say this with me. This is the Word of God. This is the anointed, life-changing Word of God. A lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. So by faith, I receive the inspired, the anointed, the holy word of God. Whatever I hear, I will do. Whatever I receive, I will share in the name of Jesus Christ. And everyone will say, Amen. Palapakan natin si Lord mga kaibigan. So thank you, Sister Rose Anok, for teaching me and now we have been able to teach the whole church. When we engage the Word of God, it doesn't have to be, it must not be placid. It must not be lifeless because the Word of God, especially the Gospels, is a series of narratives. It's a story. As Jesus was walking along the streets of Jericho, as our story would now tell us, as Jesus was walking, his footsteps being heard right to the very corners of the Palestine area, it was life-changing for many people. It was also heart-wrenching for many people, as in the case of the Pharisees. But as we now look back, we have been privileged that these events that transpired 2,000 years ago were written by anointed, Holy Spirit-inspired scribes, and now it is in the form of our Bible. It is now textual. But there is no excuse, my brothers and my sisters, na magiging boring ang pagbasa natin ng salita ng Diyos. In the season of prayer and fasting that we are kicking off today, make sure that in your times with the Lord as you praise, as you worship the Lord, as you engage the Word of God, go to the Word of God, whether it's Old Testament, whether Old New Testament, engage the Word of God by reading through it with such emotions. Be in the moment. And even if I don't preach this word anymore, even if I don't exposit this word anymore, just by the experience of hearing it in your own language, of Pastor Leo acting as Bartimeo, saying, Maawa ka, Panginoon! Ramdam mo yun sa puso mo. 
And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit transported us to that very moment, to that very time when Jesus was walking in this planet. Our short message for today is entitled, Blind Bartimaeus. But as a preacher of the Word of God, I am compelled by my call to exposit this more so that we go home today with such rich appreciation of the very counsel of the Holy Spirit. Now, blindness is, is not a joke. I have never been blind in my life, but I'm sure there were times in your life when you woke up to a very dark room and you could not see a thing and panic would grip your heart. Have you experienced that, mga kaibigan? I would experience that when I would be in hotels. I would be away from my family. And in my effort to get a good night's sleep, I would just close those thick curtains. I would wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning. I could not see a glimmer of light. And I would panic. I would rub my eye. As a matter of fact, my most recent experience was this morning. Having come from one whole week of studying, and having come from whole day of meetings until 10 o'clock, the board of directors of Lighthouse, we were just meeting and praying. And so I came home and I had a sermon to finish, but I could not work anymore. I went straight to sleep after my kids gave me a massage. Thank God that I responded to the alarm clock. It was 4 o'clock in the morning and I woke up to the darkness of our room. And I tried to make my way into my study table, which is just beside my bed. And little did I know that Caleb was arranging for a movie night last night for the family. And so he rearranged some of the furnitures inside our room. So I was threading the unfamiliar. But I didn't know that because the, the room was dark. And so all of a sudden, you have experienced this. You're like, boom! Yung ang tama ng table dito mismo sa gitna ng yung, anong tawag dito mga kaibigan? The sheen. The shin. Sheen or shin? Shin, sorry, all right? Ano sa Tagalog yan? Alulud, right? Yung talagang, and I, I wanted to shout, but my wife was peacefully snoring in that uh, very cold uh, morning. Now, uh, binukin ko na nga, peaceful lang, peaceful. And so I could not even shout because I wouldn't want to rouse her. But blindness is no joke. Now imagine for a Bartimaeus to be blind. Now the text is silent whether he was born blind or a sickness came upon him that caused the blindness in him. The text is, is silent on that. There are many cases of blind people in the Bible, and they would say he was blind from birth, but not so with Bartimaeus. Another thing that the Lord uh, spoke to me about is the word Bartimaeus. It's literally, as enclosed in, in parentheses, the son of Timaeus. And at first, I realized, I thought, that it was a derogatory part on this blind man having not been given the name. He's not even called Paul or Jojo or Salas or Shalim. He was just called Bartimaeus, which literally means the son of Timaeus. But in my quick study in the last few days, I realized in, um, in the tradition of uh, the New Testament writing, in the tradition of Israel, when a person is called by the name of his father, for example, I would be called Bart Julio because my dad is Julio, the son of Julio. That is actually an honor that is given you. And so I quickly glanced into my commentary and one commentary said that it was an indication that scholars would now 
take a clue on that maybe Bartimaeus, having been named as Bartimaeus, the woman with the issue of blood did not have a name. Many lepers did not have a name. But this blind man had a name. It must have been indicative that Bartimaeus, this blind man, must have been a person with a name, with a position, or belonged to a family that had a good reputation in that community in Jericho. Now, when I went to Israel, we went to Jericho. As you enter Jericho, you would see there a fountain that would, says, that would say, Welcome to the oldest city in the world. And it is proven. Long before the Egyptians, long before all of these Middle Eastern civilizations came into form, Jericho was already a bustling city. And Bartimaeus and his family were in the middle of that commerce in that bustling city. And so one commentator said, maybe he belonged to a family of merchants. Maybe he belonged to political family. Maybe he belonged to spirit, to religious families. And then blindness came upon him. And so we have to understand that in that culture as well, blindness was a curse. Infliction of any kind, blindness, leprosy, being lame, having a blood, would consider you instantly unclean as a person. And so there's a great possibility that when Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, was inflicted by this, this pitiful sickness called blindness, that he must have been dropped. He must have been abandoned by his family. From that moment on. Now we can we can stretch our imagination along that line. But our reading for today would say that now. Bartimaeus was blind and he was sitting by the roadside begging. Now another blot in this already stigmatized life story. Abandoned by the family, blinded, and now a beggar. In the totem pole of society, he was now the least of the least. He was now an untouchable. He was now the most pitiful of all human beings. You could not see, you don't have a life of your own, no chance of marrying, no chance of siring the next generation through your lineage. And now, for the rest of your life, for the rest of his life, Bartimaeus was consigned to vagrancy. I, 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 I told this story in the 5 p.m. service last Sunday, so I'll tell this story to you now. Is that okay? I'll tell this in Filipino first. There is this polubi kumakatok sa gate ng isang mansion sa isang mayamang village. And the amo said, Inday, puntahan mo nga yung pulubi. Puntahan mo. Ang kulit-kulit kanina pa, hindi pa umalis. Hinarap ni Inday yung pulubi and Inday, the maid said, This house will never condescend to such flagrant display of vagrancy and mendicancy. And the beggar said, Oh, such a mansion of social climbers. I'll translate that to you over lunch, okay? <laughs> now, Bartimaeus was consigned to a life of vagrancy, a beggar's life. And so, I remember Pastor Albert showed us a video of T.D. Jake's uh, preaching in um, Hillsong, Australia, some six, five, five, six, seven years ago. And T.D. Jake's was talking about Bartimaeus. And uh, T.D. Jake's in the sermon had a cup. And I would like to mimic a bit of T.D. Jake's today. Just for you 
to picture the kind of life that Bartimaeus must have been living at the time. He was already in the size of the road, never noticed by anyone, never given importance by anyone. And every moment of his life, madilim ang yung paligid, hating gabing walang hanggan, anyo at kulay ng mundo, ikay pinagkaitan, Tabang mga kamay dyan, mga kaibigan. Alright? So, all of his life, every day, he would just have this cup. Ops for the poor. The world so dark. The world so in despair. The world so isolated. And he would say, alms for the poor. Alms for the blind. And every so often, somebody would throw in a nickel or a dime or a mite. A widow's mite. And he would just feel it. 25 ba to? Piso ba to? Limang piso ba to? Arms for the poor. And another thing that Bartimaeus had in this such miserable life, aside from the cup, as Tilly Jakes would now dramatize in that sermon, was his cloak, his coat. Maybe a coat that was bequeathed upon him by his former rich family. Maybe the only visible inheritance that connects him, that connected him to his then glorious past. He had this coat and he would not let go of this. You know why? Because this coat is multi-purpose. It would shield him from the, from the cold of the night. When comfort would not come, at least this coat would cover him. When shame is at its deepest and at its highest, when the stigma of being abandoned would come haunting him every day as he would hand out this cup, the beggar's cup, and nobody, nobody would even notice him. At least Bartimaeus had a coat. Arms for the poor. Arms for the poor. How long did he stay in that pitiful condition? I don't know. Was he abandoned when he was a child? Was he abandoned when he was a teenager? Was he just recently abandoned by his wife? I don't know. But such a life of isolation, such a life stigmatized, such a life already marked as a failure. Religious people would not touch him. The otherwise decent, regal, Aristocratic people of the society would not come 10 yards away from him or near him. He was just isolated. But on, the only thing and the only way that he knew to survive every day of his life was to beg, was to beg. And so the Lord just took me again to that story. But you see, my friend, one word that the Holy Spirit just magnified in me in the last few nights is the word heard. Because just as Bartimaeus already consigned himself to be alive, to be lived in oblivion, in solitude, in separation from the rest of society, all of a sudden our reading today, verse 47 says, if you have your bobbins, you can encircle now, you can doodle with this. Verse 47 says, he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth. And many things the Holy Spirit 
spoke to me about this, my friends. In this life of quietness, madalim ang yung paligid, hating gabing walang hanggan, anyo at kulay ng mundo sayo'y pinagkaitan. And yet, Bartimaeus still had his sense of hearing. And maybe at the time, in the bustle and the hustle and the bustle of Jericho, maybe Bartimaeus, maybe as he would walk, walk along the streets, maybe with his cane, he would hear people, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, maybe he would hear because a, a blind man would have his sense of hearing heightened. One of the friends that I made, a blind girl, is called Rosel Ambubuyog. He was featured in 700 Club. I got the chance to speak with her in two occasions. She had Stephen Johnson syndrome when she was about seven years old. She turned blind. But through the years, she learned to magnify, to heighten her senses, sense of touch, so she could read through Braille and she could hear. One time, sabi niya, nagsusulsi ang kanyang nanay, nalaglag yung karayong, the needle drop. And she said, nandyan na sa may cortina. And it was there. Because she could hear a pin drop, literally. So maybe Bartimaeus, with his heightened sense of hearing, even as he would go around begging alms for the poor, alms for the blind, and maybe he would hear from the crowd, Jesus healed somebody. Jesus freed the demonia. Jesus fed the 5,000. Jesus, all of this. Who is this? Jesus, Jesus. But nobody would even dare speak to him. He was an untouchable. Hindi siya pang BFF. Nobody would hang out with him. But on that day, verse 47 says, He heard that it was Jesus. There is power in that name. Would you agree? I say there is power in that name. Would you agree? And he heard it was Jesus. The Jericho, the streets of that oldest city in the entire civilization was a buzz. People were running here and there. People were panicking. People were excited. People were just joyful. Jesus is here. Jesus is here. And so, he heard it, my friend. Pastor Leo, say it again. He heard it and he started to shout. Look at that. Come on, crowd. Try to quiet him now. Go. Let's go. Shoot. Sabadi hawi. You see? In a bustle and the noise of that city, Bartimaeus was given the gift of hearing. And one point that the Lord wanted me to tell you, congregation, is this. As the year 2020 has commenced, many of us would look ahead with sense of fear, with sense of self-doubt, with sense of so much limitations. You know why? Because until today, you are still counting the things that you don't have. You're still being limited by the things that you have been deprived of. Wala kasi ako nito. Waray kami korta, waray bugas, waray, waray upay, waray upay kinabuhi. Wala, wala, nothing, I have nothing. Because people tend to focus on the things that you don't have instead of celebrating the goodness and the grace of God on the things that you do have. The Lord wants you to remember that, my friends. Bartimaeus was deprived by sickness, whatever it was. He was deprived of this very beautiful sense of sight, and yet he could hear, ladies and gentlemen. If 2020 is going to be a clean slate for all of us, let us take stock of the things 
that we do have. Let us appreciate even the littlest things that we have been given, the people that surround us, the friends that continue to affirm us, the ministry that continues to feed and nourish and empower us, the church that continues to be used by the Lord to make you a mature believer of the Lord. Because if you start looking at the things that your ministry cannot give you, that your parents do not give you, that your wife is not yet giving you, you'll start complaining, you'll start whining, murmuring you start becoming bitter in life. Bartimaeus, he had every reason to be desolate. He had every reason to consign himself to such a life of cursed living. And yet on the day, as he said, alms, alms, all of a sudden, he said, he heard, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And he started. The Holy Spirit must have filled him the day. You know why? Because the term son of David is a messianic verse. That is not being used. As he is son of Timaeus, he is now saying that Jesus is Bar David, son of David. It's a messianic term. When you use that, you're acknowledging what many Hebrews would so be familiar with, that the Messiah would come through the lineage of the family of David. So when you would say, son of David, you must be the Messiah, or you must be the promised one, or you must belong to that lineage through whom the Messiah, the promised Savior, would come. Another thing that the Holy Spirit just exploded in me is the word shout. He started to shout. He started to shout. You know what? Because even if he didn't have the gift of sight, even if he would tumble every so often because he could not see the blunders along the way, he could hear all right, and he could speak. You only lost one sense, but Bartimaeus surely had the sense of touch. He could feel the coins. He could hear the voices. He could feel the stomping of Jesus Christ walking around. He could hear it, and he could speak, my friends. I would like to encourage everyone that is here. The cause of teenage depression is social media. My psychologist friend would say, one of the greatest causes of, of depression amongst teenagers is social media. Why? Because it arouses amongst many teenagers what we call social envy. Why is their life not like mine? Why is, not, why is my life not like theirs? Why could they travel to this place, to that place? Why do they have that kind of food? Why do they have those kinds of friends? Why do they have this kind of filter that makes them beautiful? While you are stuck in traffic in EDSA five days, six days a week. And envy can easily creep into your heart. When you start counting the things that other people have that you have somehow missed out on, you'll feel depressed. But Bartimaeus could shout. Bartimaeus could praise. Bartimaeus could plead. Bartimaeus could say, Lord, Jesus, Son of David. And nobody could quiet him. Because that's one reality, my friends. That is one reality. Not everyone is a dream mate. Share your dreams with other people. Share your excitement with other people. Or you think they will celebrate with you? Nope. Here's what I have realized in life, Lighthouse family. And I say this only because I'm looking back, not because I am bitter. I have learned in my life, for many people, it's easy to commiserate with you 
but it is never easy to co-celebrate with you. You tell them about your pains, you tell them about your angst, you tell them about your grief. Oh, they will so easily commiserate with you. Kawawa ka naman, kawawa ka naman, iyakan na lang tayo. It will be easy for people to do that. But when you come out and say, I'm healed, God has given me a, a new chance. Ha? Hindi pwede masaya ka na kaagad. Many people would quiet down even your greatest excitements in life. Amen? Would you agree? Yes? Many people are not your dream mates. Don't, there's a verse in the Bible that says, do not sow your pearls into, into swines. And one interpretation that I have for that is that you just don't share your deepest dreams with people that are not in your level. Because instead of them lifting you up, they will try to drown you down. They will try to pull you down because they cannot and they will never be happy for you. But as for Bartimaeus, this was his chance. Jesus was passing by. Look at that. The text would tell us that Jesus was just passing by Jericho. But of course, in the omnipotence of Jesus Christ, he must have known that Bartimaeus will be there, would be there at that exact moment, at that exact place. But that was Jesus' side. But how about Bartimaeus? He didn't know that. All of his life, nobody paid attention to him. All of his life, nobody noticed him. And then all of a sudden, he heard somebody was passing by in front of him and saying, Jesus, Jesus, oh, Jesus, Jesus. Now, all he could do was, now that he heard, he had to implore. Oh, somebody is here. You need to shout for joy unto the Lord. Because the voices of the world have been drowning you all these years. The voices, the inner voices of your depression and your anxiety and your fears and all your doubts and all your second guessing and all your second questioning have been, these voices have been drowning the praise that is in you. Come on, everyone that is here that has a praise to the Lord, give Him the shout of praise, mga kaibigan. Come on, you can do that. Because the world will say, quiet, quiet, quiet. All the more that you should worship Him. Because the world will try to quell that voice in you. The voices of the world will try to quench the fire of the Holy Spirit in you. But you have a choice. There's a song of Ron Kinola that says, I won't, I won't let any rocks out praise me. That's in the Bible that says, if I will not give praise unto the Lord, these rocks would come alive and they will worship the Lord. I will not let any rocks out praise me. On 2020, my friends, today, especially as we commence this prayer and fasting, 21 days of prayer and fasting, let your praises resound unto the highest heavens. Amen? Let your praises resound unto the highest heavens. Come on, give Him a sound of praise, mga kaibigan. Make some noise, Lighthouse, make some noise. As the world would say, quiet, we shout even louder. We shout even louder. Our passions could never be quelled. Our passions could never be silenced because in us we know there is something in the name of Jesus. Bartimaeus was not yet schooled in the theology of who Christ is. Wala pa siyang klase on Christology. He has not experienced one bit of a miracle. All he had probably were whispers, were chismes, were uh, eavesdropping news. Naririnig niya lang sa kanyang kapaligiran. But it was more than enough for him to appeal to the son of David. Shout all the louder. And you know what? 
Verse 49 is a pivotal moment. Jesus stopped. And the Lord spoke to me. The Lord stops for those that are desperate for Him. Amen? The Lord stops for those who are thirsty and hungry. Blessed are those who thirst and hunger for the Word of God, for they shall be filled. Jesus stopped. And for Bartimaeus, that was unprecedented. If somebody stopped for Him, in the yesteryears, in the yesterdays, maybe it was to just throw in a condescending remark. Maybe if somebody would pass him by in the sides of the road, it was to give him a kick. Because that society looked down on the decrepit. That society looked down on the lame, on the blind, on the crippled. But on that moment, Jesus as he was going to this very much important mission to seek and save that which was lost. And Bartimaeus was this desolate, forgotten, abandoned man. He was just hearing because of his audacity to call on the Savior, the Son of David. Jesus stopped. For this year, 2020, Lighthouse family, may we grow desperate before the Lord. And that's why when you go through your 21 days of prayer and fasting, may the hunger pangs, May the grumble in your stomach not drive you instantly to the kitchen. Not drive you instantly to raid the refrigerator. As you hear those grumbles in your stomach, as you feel the stomach pains, as you hear those acidity, as you, ha- as you smell even your own breath becoming so bad. Kasi pag nagpa-fasting, nagba-bad breath, it's okay. Right? May it remind you of your own hunger, or your spiritual hunger for Jesus. And may I deliver to you the word, Jesus stops for everyone that seeks Him with all of His heart. Come on, give praise to the Lord, mga kaibigan. And so they called to the blind, and Jesus stopped and said, call Him. Wow, look at that. The very first words that Bartimaeus heard from the son of David is, call Him. So I don't know how far away Jesus must have been by the time Maybe Jesus is already a distance away because Bartimaeus had to shout. Maybe he was here, blind. Son of David! Maybe he was already in the door of the sanctuary. And because he was being drowned by the noise of the crowd, he shouted all the more, Son of David! Have mercy! Kaluhi! Kaluhi! And Jesus stopped. And the very voice that came out of the Lord was, call him. Bartimaeus with his height and hearing must have heard that. It was in our class called the disorienting dilemma. It must have been a dilemma moment for Bartimaeus. You're calling me? He was asking for it, but maybe he was not quite ready for the answer. Many of you can relate to that. Amen? You've been asking for something, but now that the opportunity has opened up for you, you can just honestly tell yourself, you are not ready for this. You've been asking, Lord, Lord, I want this healing to come into my family and to my life. And then you come into a service with all the uh, Holy Spirit invading the people, and you're saying, um, no, not, not today. I, I, I don't feel like uh, speaking in tongues today. 
I don't feel like uh, praying God today. Maybe next Sunday na lang. Siguro is uulitin naman ng pastor yung preaching natin next Sunday. Sometimes you are not ready for the answer when it does come. Bartimaeus was caught off guard. And Jesus Kyle said, call him. And look at this. Oh, I had a great time. You know, do you know that you can laugh with the Holy Spirit? Not laugh at the Holy Spirit. You can laugh with the Holy Spirit. Do you know that? Because all of a sudden, Jesus was saying, call him. Who was Jesus addressing? Sinong inuutusin niya to call Bartimaeus? The crowd. The people that were jeering him. The people that were trying to quiet Bartimaeus. The people were trying to insult him for being so noisy and so abrasive and so audacious. Now Jesus was commanding the crowd, call him. And that's why the crowd said, he's calling you. Cheer up. Come on, come on. He's calling you. Maybe it was said in not so nice way. Maybe it was said in a very condescending, maybe sarcastic way. Oh, tinan mo, ingay-ingay mo kasi, pinatawag ka tulad ng principal. Maybe along that line. Not because, oh, tinatawag ka na. Oh, this is your time. Maybe not. See, Jesus is mad at you. Ikaw kasi. Could be, could be, right? He's calling you. But you know that there's a verse in the Bible that says, Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. And one day will come, I will make your enemies your footstool. The people that were jeering you, the people were insulting you, the people that were trying to knock you down, the people, those people that are trying to put you down, God will command those people to raise you up. In Jesus' name, amen? There will be a great reversal in the coming of the Lord. Would you know that? People that are trying to belittle you, that have been trying to belittle you all of these years. I've always been texted by a sister and a brother here how they are being mocked by their family relative, how they're being cursed out at 12 midnight. And I would always tell them, the Lord is your vengeance. The Lord is your vengeance. One day is coming. The Lord will make your enemies your footstool. And so the very people were used by Jesus, were commanded by Jesus to call on Bartimaeus. And I love this. It was his moment. His one moment in time. And so the word that stood out here for me, you can go along to this, the, the phrase that says, he threw, he threw aside his cloak, his coat. Another version would say, his coat, his coat, his cloak. Now, again, I, I, it resonated with me because as Bartimaeus was here, all these years, the only earthly possession that he had was the cup. And the coat, the cloak, the coat, that, those were the only things that he owned. And all of a sudden, it was a disorienting dilemma. Do I go? Do I go? Do I put feet onto my faith? I was just so faithful a while ago. Son of David, have mercy on me. Do I put feet on this? But this is my, this is my comfort zone. Ang tawag dyan sa mga tindera, ito yung aking puesto. Puesto ko to eh. Pag umalis ako rin, if I leave this place, another beggar would soon take over. Etnip-etnip na ang bigayan dito, di ba? Merong kumukotong sa akin dito. Etnip sa umaga, etnip sa hapon. 20-20 lang. Right? Do I go? Do I let go of this cup? How about the coat? This is slowing me down. This coat that has been the symbol of my comfort zone all these years, the only thing I had. And so, the Word of God says, 
Bartimaeus threw his cloak aside. Let me just do that now. Mainit na kasi kaya hubarin ko ng mga kaibigan. So, he started taking his cloak aside and he threw it. And he jumped to his feet. And he came to Jesus. My friend, I am dramatizing this because 2020, there is this divine imperative that there are certain cloaks, there are certain coats, there are certain cups that you've got to leave behind, mga kapatid. Marami kayong dapat iwan. And if this is going to be a clean slate, unbound by your past errors, a clean slate, free to choose the right and to be purpose punctuated in every step, you've got to let go of that coat. You've got to let go of that cup because right now you're standing before the Messiah who is your all in all. Who alone is the answer to every cry, even the unspoken cries of your heart. The Lord hears them. Are you willing to do just that? And so he jumped and he ran, probably stumbling along the way. Or maybe he was being held by the people that were trying to insult him a while ago. And now he is face to face with Jesus. And the Lord asked him a very pivotal question once again. And Jesus is still asking this to all of us today. What do you want me to do for you? You see, the Lord is a God of omnipotence, omniscience. He knows all. He can do all. He is present in all. And yet, coming face to face with Bartimaeus, Bartimaeus shouting at the top of his lungs to have mercy on him. And when he came face to face with Jesus, the Jesus would say, What is it that you want me to do for you? What is it? I remember one time a couple came to my house from another church because they could not consult their pastor. But they happened to be good friends of my first wife. And so they went to my house. And the guy was struggling with homosexuality. They already had few kids. And yet it was the only time that they came out of the closet, so to speak, to tell his wife that he was homosexual. That he would have this trist with men. That he would have this rendezvous with lovers. He would pay for everything. And all of a sudden, he became a Christian in this church. And there was conflict in his heart. Would he let go of that coat? But it was his source of sexual pleasure. It was the affirmation of the brokenness of his manhood. When he would be in the presence of men, he would be affirmed as a homosexual. I remember the many, many years ago, but this was exactly the same verse that the Lord led me into because I didn't know how to minister to such, to such kind of friends. But the Lord just reminded me, Mark chapter 10, Bartimaeus, but Lord, I said it's about the blind man, not the homosexual man. The Lord took me to that exact verse, what do you want me to do for you? So I asked this struggling man, what do you want the Lord to do for you? And he confessed it right there and then. I want to get healed. I want to be healed. As I said, don't talk to me. Talk to Jesus. He started weeping in the sala of our house. I, Lord Jesus, I want to get healed. It was about a decade ago. Today, they are still serving in their church. The Lord came through. 
He has been healed. He still calls me every so often. I see them in Facebook. He is already one deacon, traditional church, he's now a deacon in his church. He's very productive in ministry, and he would text me every so often. It says, he has maintained the lifestyle that is pleasing unto the Lord, and he has restored this love that he has for his wife. He said, no more craving for the uh, same sex, for the same gender. Today, I am more and more in love with Jesus. Is it still possible today, my friends, mga kaibigan? Possibly pa ba? Only if you're willing to throw away your coat. Because that's your comfort zone. The cup that you have filled with all the wrong answers because you thought it would be the answer, it would be the solution to your problems. One night stands, you thought you would be happy with that. Immoral relationships, shortcuts in your finances, you thought it gave you instant gratification. Pornography, it gave you instant gratification. But not until you're willing to let go of this. Let go of the gold. Why? Because you're standing before the son of David. And he's asking you, what is it that you want me to do for you? And of course, you know the rest of the story. Bartimaeus was at that focal point, pivotal moment. Do I ask for food, a basic need? Maybe Bartimaeus at the time was hungry. Lord, I just want food for the next two weeks. Groceries probably for the next one month. Throw in a spa, throw in a, another. He could have asked for the mundane. But he went to the problem which he knew in his spirit only Jesus could have an answer for. He says, Lord, I want to see. And thus was given the healing that he badly needed. Go, your faith has healed you. And from that moment on, he followed Jesus. And from that moment on, he was blind no more. Many of you, many of us here, may be still blinded in many different things. Because there are different kinds of blindness, mga kaibigan. There's a blindness caused by illness. There's a blindness that's really, that dims your physical vision. But there's a greater and worse blindness that dims your soul. And that's why you cannot forgive. And that's why you cannot move on. And that's why you cannot take that breakthrough. That's why you break down every so often instead of breaking through. Because there are certain things in your life that God is saying, you've got to let go of that. You've got to be desperate. You've got to make use of the things that you have with you. Your destiny is tied with those that are remaining with you and not those that left you. You've got to celebrate the things that you've been gifted with. Jump up, run, shout all the more amidst the noise of the world and ask for the thing that only Jesus can ever give you. And in this case, blindness. The Lord spoke to me through this because by next week and the next Sunday after that, we're going to talk about the vision of the Lord for Lighthouse. If you will be, if all of us will be in sync with the vision that God has inspired the pastors and the elders with, ask that this week as you pray and fast. Lord, I want to see. I want to see, Lord, because I am tired of doing things on my own and just giving you the FYI memo. 
FYI, Lord, I'm doing this. Pala, Lord, ha? FYI, paki-bless na lang. No, I'm tired of that, Lord. Lord, show me the things that you are blessing and allow me, Lord, the courage to jump and be excited to be part of this river of grace that you already have caused into motion because when I stopped, when I jumped into that river of grace, all I could do is to just be, allow myself to be, to be taken away by your grace. No struggle in life, walking in the blessedness of Jesus and from that moment on, you'll follow Jesus like you've never followed Him before. Father, so much more things can be said, so much more things can be exposited on. But I pray, Lord, that you finish and punctuate this sermon to every brother and every sister that has come to your presence. Your God never stops communicating with your people. You use the circumstances of our lives. You use the voices of other people. You use, Lord, even the hunger pangs of our stomach just so you can speak unto us. So, Lord, I pray just like Bartimaeus that you open our heightened sense of hearing, that we can hear you, Lord, that we can hear you, Lord. If we have forgotten you, if we have forsaken you, if we have been drowned out by the lust of the world, by the by the greed of this world, by the pride of this world, Lord, we pray that in the next 21 days and for the rest of our lives, you will cause us to jump out and receive the healing of our blindness. We pray, Lord, that as your people, as a church, you will find us faithful. Because we are in this journey, Lord. We are in this pilgrimage. To the parents that are here, we should not and we cannot be the case of the blind leading the blind. The world is in darkness, mga kaibigan. And our children are being victimized day by day. And many of our kids are groping in the dark. Many of our kids are clueless what will the future look like for them? Thank God for our kids' ministry that continues to pour in their efforts, their investments, their time, their love on our children so that as young as they are, two years old, three years old, five years old, 11 years old, they are already being imprinted in their hearts the very gospel of Jesus Christ the gospel that will lead them through the dark. But parents, the challenge, the clarion call is even louder unto all of us. If there is, if there is a desire, if there is a motivation for all of us to seek the healing of the Lord for our blindness, it's not only because we would like to have the comfort the comforts that were denied us as Bartimaeus was denied many comforts in life. But it's because of our posterity, because of the generations to come. One day our lives will soon be over. Sa mga magulang na narito, our lives will soon be over. But I pray that in the brevity of our lives, our lives will be shining candles that will impress the gospel of the Lord in the heart of these wonderful children. I know we gave candles to some of the kids that are here, but 
Let me encourage, if we still have more kids in the sanctuary, even if you don't have candles anymore, those who are 12 years old and below, can we ask your kids to please come forward? Just come. Parents, maybe you can carry your babies here. And I'd like to ask the, the altar, the, uh, the pastors, the elders, the disciples, we will pray for these children in the altar right now. Can we do that? Can we do that? Let us pray for our children right now. Pastors, elders, lay your hands on every child that is here in the altar. Pray that the God of this age will never blind our children. Pray that the God of this age that has so blinded many people will never succeed in blinding our children that our kids will see the glory of Jesus at all times. Makikita nila ang kaliwanagan. Come on, elders. Make sure that every child in the sanctuary is laid hands on. Oh, these beautiful kids, Lord. I pray that the light of Jesus will shine on them for the rest of their lives. Hallelujah. That their heart will be so captured by Jesus. God bless you, my love. God bless you, my love. Come on, church. Intercede for our young people that are here. Let there be prayers. Come on. Let prayers escape from your mouth today, congregation. Extend your hand over these young children right here in the front. They are precious to Jesus. These children will know that they will never be abandoned. That they will never be isolated. These children will know that they will never live, they will never live desolate lives. These children will know that Jesus is for them. These children will know that they are deeply, deeply, deeply loved. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let us pray. Let us pray. Panginoon, kung meron kaming pagpupunyagi sa buhay, kung bakit nais naming makawala sa kabulagan at kadiliman ng mundo, yun ay dahil gusto naming matunghayan ang buhay na ganap na ibinigay mo ang iyong buhay para aming makamta ng buhay na yun. But Lord, you have placed us in this world for a reason, for a purpose. That we don't live for ourselves alone. Life is too short to be lived in a very selfish way. Life is too brief to be lived in a very self-centered way. Lord, Lord, you remind us, when we look at the face of our children, you remind us that it is for this generation that we aspire to be better people. It is for this generation, Lord, that we ask that you take away the blinders in our souls so that we can, by your grace and by your power, shed the light of Jesus in the footsteps of our children. And one day, Lord, as the song would go, when we already have gone from this world and our children will now, would now sift through all the diaries and uh, journals that we would leave behind, the clues that they will discover, the memories that they will uncover will become the light that will lead them to the road each one of us must find. And so, Lord, we pray, may all who come behind us find us faithful. 
Lift up your hands for the benediction. And may the Lord bless you. And may the Lord keep you. And may the Lord make His face shine upon all of you. And may the Lord be gracious unto you. Yes, may the Lord lift up His countenance towards all of us. And may the Lord grant us His peace, His light, His love. From this moment on, we declare, we are blind no more by the power of the Holy Spirit to the glory of Jesus Christ. And everyone will say, Amen. Amen. God bless you, church. Share Jesus. Make disciples.